0: Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we sit down and discuss marriage, dating, and single life. Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. O. D. Sellers Jr. is here.
1: Ayla
2: Sublins And DS Ninja you know, <laughs> Sublins <laughs> And we have A special guest gonna
3: say it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hot Flash
1: <laughs> Oh
3: yeah. It's so
1: bad because I was actually about to say it, <laughs> but I was like "hot mess," and I was like, oh.
2: "That's not right!
1: <laughs> That's not right! That's not right! What was it?" You
2: talking about my wife? <laughs> no, see, honey, I didn't after think that. you fed him.
1: Well, I didn't think that but I that's i like, I don't know why that popped
3: to my mind. Madness. No, no, I don't think that. She said hot mess <laughs> 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 you know, but, you know,
0: but no, already getting a bad rap. hot flash. But no, my mom is uh sitting in and she's joining us for this conversation. And this is a live mic. We don't tech on our live mics. We put st- technically don't have any topics that um we have in mind we just go in we hit the hit the red button and we get going so this is what i want to do first all right how was everyone's week bad okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think yeah
1: i don't even remember it wait yeah (laughs) nevermind
2: I had a good week. Mm-hmm. I had a diversity mindset development workshop with a company this mm-hmm. week. Um, their leadership from Ohio and Pennsylvania. It went very well.
0: Um, that's all nice. I had a great week too. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he said, me. yeah.
0: <laughs> but so, this week was a week of many decisions for me. Um, I feel like. There's getting closer to, to time to make a big life decision. So this is the question that I have for the room. When it comes to making decisions, because, you know, Ayla and I are married, and then mom and dad, obviously, you got...
1: When did that happen? <sighs> you
0: see, I'm smiling. I hate, I hate and it here. say big life decision. I, I didn't say... Us though. Uh, we're That's not part pregnant. Of
1: the no, we are not. Oh pregnant. snap! No no no, no no
0: no 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 no. We are not, no, 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 no. not pregnant,
1: baby. Coming.
0: I gotta remind Ayla to brush her teeth. She can't. How's she
2: <laughs> This is about to turn into a marriage counseling <laughs> session.
0: <laughs> but no. Um. I feel like it's getting closer to I, uh, a time where I have to make a decision. So this is the question that I have for the room. When it comes to making life decisions as a married couple, because this is so easy. If I'm just solo dolo, if it was just Daryl D just to do it, but incorporating um, the situation with situation with uh, me and Ayla and our, Oh and our, and <laughs> our marriage and, Decisions as a couple, how do you guys come together like, for that, if that makes sense? When it comes to making real big life decisions, how do you guys come together as a couple to make a cohesive, smart decision for the marriage?
2: Like what? Financial? Yeah.
3: Uh, It really doesn't as far as no matter what the subject is, you just have to communicate what that thing is talk about it and see what works best for you as a couple i know for us i mean but we're going on 33 years Mm -hmm. so i mean you just have to bring it to the table and then you guys talk about it
2: well just i mean you look at what it says in scripture count the cost Mm -hmm. um because you're not just affecting you. And like we, we, we always talk about scriptures that when individuals are disobedient or obedient, yeah, it can affect other people in your decision.
0: Yeah. That leads me to another question. This is not, this question has nothing to do with me and Ayla's relationship. But you know how God speaks to us individually. Like God speaks to us in certain ways. What if God is telling you to do something or God is suggest or not suggesting, but telling you you need to move a certain direction. But your spouse is like, uh, I don't know about that.
3: First, you better test it. <clears throat> Make sure that that message is coming from God, because <clears throat> not everything could be, and it may seem as though it is. So you test, have to test it
1: first. I don't, I don't know really, cause, But I think ideally, I would pray about it together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Um and see what God tells both of us on the matter because at that point the decision is not just Mm -hmm. for your personal and
3: it's going to happen because there's going to be a time where um, you may have a plan or something that you want to do doesn't necessarily mean your spouse is going to be absolutely on board with it it happens
2: Mm. what would hinder you from being on board with the other party.
0: this is not me i was just no I'm just saying what
2: I mean, in general if you say one is for something <clears> one is against why are they against it and why is one for it mm-hmm. that's what has to be discussed
0: <clears throat> yeah I'm about to say that would take conversation like cause mm-hmm. because there's no way of really knowing <clears throat> without
2: well when the most uh, disagreement cause happens because you're not on the same page yeah somebody's not on the same page.
0: Was there ever a point in y'all, you and mom's relationship where you guys weren't on the same page when it came to decisions? Yeah, or? absolutely.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot.
3: It's just, but you have to realize we, we each have our own personalities. We each have our own interests and in things that we like. Now, mm-hmm. we can come together and compromise and talk things over, but we're different.
2: Mm-hmm. We're,
3: we have different desires and sometimes even our goals are, a little, are different. But you still, regardless to how you feel about whatever that thing is, you have to talk about it.
2: I remember, um, for mm-hmm. this house moving in Beachwood, mm-hmm. your mother was like, Let's look. I'm like, well, we're gonna look there. we can't afford that. And your mother got real California. Let's just look. And we mm-hmm. drove down and we was looking at these houses and we saw one mm-hmm. and it was a good price. And we found out that somebody had committed suicide in the house. Your mother was like, uh-uh, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, uh-uh. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh-uh, you, you be gone and I will be sitting here thinking about that woman swinging in here. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, uh.
0: was like,
3: uh oh. like, what? Terrible.
2: <laughs> I'm like, what? Because we were in the house, the clothes and stuff, everything was in the house. She had-
0: oh, snap. I remember that. Because yeah. yeah. we, we went, too. And, like, everything was still in there.
3: yeah. Because it was shortly yeah. after, I mean, it was a very unfortunate situation, and, and by no means am I making light of it, because it's not something to make light of, but it was eerie for me. Mm-hmm. And when we were looking at houses, this house came on the market. So we went in and we took a look, but the real estate agent told us before we arrived. He
2: had to disclose that.
3: Yeah. And he said, "Okay, everything is still in the house." He said, "You know, furniture is still there." Um, that would be eerie. It was. <clears throat>
2: but see, I was like, i like, you got a hotel room. You don't know what happened in there. It could have been a body in there or something. You don't know. <laughs> you know."
3: You know when you go into when you're when you're purchasing a home or you're you're going in, you want that that pleasant butterfly <laughs> feeling, and I just
0: it wasn't that. You
3: know, <clears throat> and it just, and I think the thing that that made the situation eerie is because we went into the house and all the things were still there. You know, the mm-hmm. furniture, the and the bedrooms. As a matter of fact, clothes. Like you know, sometimes you put your clothes out the night before you hang it on your closet door. I mean, everything was still there except people.
0: Mm-hmm. See <clears> so, me?
2: I didn't care. I, I remember we bought food,
0: She said it was food still on the stove and. No. no. <laughs>
3: No, but that—but again, that was a compromise for us because he felt one way and I felt another. And so we, mm-hmm. we had to come together on that. But God shut the door. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't, the issue was taken off the table. I was willing to compromise and and adjust because of the fact that I wanted to live in this community.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But God <clears throat> shut the door. Yeah, I'm so glad he did.
0: This may be prob- <laughs> this may be problematic, but have you guys ever had a situation where you had to make a decision? One person was on the left, one person was on the right, and then it turns out that one person was actually right and you was like, aha Has that ever
3: <laughs> Yeah. But you don't say it. It's true. I mean you, you No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me. But yeah, but I mean you mature in your in your relationship, and your marriage, and you just, you know
2: you're gonna have them you're gonna have them it's just um i i think we're at a point where we're growing in 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 the word um because a lot of times marriages have their challenges because the word is not a factor at all mm-hmm. and so what else are you gonna build your marriage on
0: did you guys like study the bible like have you guys always been on a similar spiritual level no. How did that? How was that? Like adjusting and dealing with life when one person's here and one person's there.
3: It wasn't too far off. I mean, Daryl was like when I met him. <coughs> excuse me. So I grew up. You know, my parents. We went to church every Sunday. We went. <laughs> Reference last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah Just I walked in the building. <laughs> but at least
3: I had somewhat of a foundation, so you know, you know, I had some growth that needed to happen. But you know, but I was there, and so when I met Daryl, Daryl did not um, grow up. Going to church And so But he was a good guy So Let's see I don't know what else to say about it But So it wasn't a lot of It wasn't like You know I met him He was this street guy And and just Because I wouldn't have been with him If that had been the case But if he was 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 like It wasn't that bad Oh my gosh You know he just had a lot of street issues And it was unbearable for me
1: yeah. um, what about in your marriage? have you been on different spiritual levels in your marriage even now yeah yeah i feel like that's such a as a christian like couple together how do you how do you do is are you responsible for aiding in their journey because now you're married like do you feel that there's do you feel that you guys have felt some type of responsibility for each other even though that's not really
2: I take the responsibility what God calls <laughs> me to be as a man Ephesians tells us that yeah. that I uh, cleanse it by the washing of the word and so that's not hidden there over with the Bible that's living it mm-hmm. and, and when I'm questioned about something um I look to scriptures for the guidance on it. And there's sometimes we just don't do agree because I feel I'm standing on the word and I'm reading and studying and I feel I'm standing on it. You're going to have that. Now, to think your marriage, because you profess to be Christian, everything's going to be right. Everything's going to be peachy clean. Everything's going to be that aha moment. And you know, you're hearing harps and stuff. That ain't reality. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. You see that with. <clears throat> with uh, uh, Job and Job lost a lot of things his wife said curse God and die mm-hmm. you know they were married and yeah. you see that a lot of, in, in marriage uh, Abraham took zabora a uh, Ethiopian wife his brother and sister didn't like that mm-hmm. you know but God dealt with that so people think all the harps is gonna be playing because you married and you're Christian everything gonna be all right that's t- sometimes when hell break loose because God sometimes has to turn up the fire to bring you closer to him. And mm-hmm. so if you're married, he's bringing you both closer to him. So you have to go through them things so you can get complacent in where you are.
3: And realize, too, you still have flesh playing a factor in it. So yeah. even though you read the word and you study the word, you still have flesh that every now and then will rear up. But that's why we have to be thankful for the Holy Spirit because even if you don't realize at the time if you say something or if you act in a way and it's not pleasing, the blessing is that the Holy Spirit will re- reveal it to you later. <clears throat> and so the course then is that are you going to listen to the Spirit and move in the way that, that is pleasing or are you going to go against it?
0: Mm-hmm. I remember we did a <clears throat> we did an episode with uh, Pastor Maiden and he was talking about don't date to marry marry to date and I get it but I don't get it but I get it and I mm, how do you guys <clears throat> how do you guys marry to date is that a good question Do you ask that how do you no, marry what to date the
2: things that you did <clears> throat> to throat> get them yeah you do it more so after you marry yeah okay. because sometimes <clears throat> if you do it to get married once you get married you stop yeah I mean I do things you call me corny but sometimes I just buy your mother flowers but just dad, to but dad
0: I just don't call you corny whatever you are corny
2: you know what, was, I, that? what was that
0: what was, was that joke he said earlier about the the wine's, the bb and CC the, Wyans? Yeah, they got a brother is named yeah
2: that is bb's B.B. B. and C.C. C. Wines. They said their big brother was A.A.
0: <laughs> See? He, he thinks stuff like that is funny. You were cracking up. <laughs> yeah, not at, not at the same thing you were laughing at. I, I have a question.
1: So, what if you find yourself in a situation where your spouse is going through a really hard time? And it has nothing to do with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they're bringing that home as well. How, how do you approach them in a gentle way? Because you want to be understanding of what they're going through.
2: Are you saying how you approach them? Or yeah. the, the, the other spouse the approaches? Oth-
1: the other spouse approaches the spouse that's going through something.
2: That happens a lot in marriage. Mm-hmm. It it depends on what it is. And sometimes, like me, I like to work things out in my mind by thinking it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Karen talks it out. I don't. Mm-hmm. But if, she, if she's speaking my language, she'll let me think it out. And if I'm speaking her language, I'll let her talk it out. And it always don't happen, but you have to know it. And that makes a huge difference.
3: See, that's the thing that's so important to as you get to know each other excuse me because you have to learn how each other operate you have to learn okay this is how he is and this is how okay so I know this is how he or she is so this is how I'm gonna handle it but in a situation like that I think if someone is going through something the first step is compassion now you may not agree you may think oh my isn't Why cool? But you at least have to have some compassion And listen to it Because no persons We all have different emotions We feel differently about things But no one situation should be minimized <clears throat> You know if it's important That it's a concern For them then it's important
2: It always ain't gonna work out yeah. You don't think it is Because you Christian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got this long Expectations is list of expectations. Mm-mm.
0: Is it safe to say that Ayla verbally abuses me?
1: Mm. <laughs> what? Oh, this episode is so problematic. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs>
3: I can understand why some days... Verbal abuse right?
1: is not taken lightly either. <laughs> despite Daryl's
0: joke. She calls me names.
1: No, I do, no, I do not. <laughs> Don't no, even put that out there. No, I'm
0: just playing. Well one question that we get a lot is, oh, how's marriage? How's... I'm like, literally, the only thing that really changes is the fact that we live together. Like, that's it. Like, everything has been cool. But yeah. I think it's because... Our relation, our dating relationship, I think it was a little bit different than some of the dating relationships we see around us. Um, I feel like I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, Ayla, but I feel like we took a lot of things a little bit more seriously, and we thought about maybe more futuristic things Cause
2: once I hate we. You. <laughs> <laughs> there's that abuse. You know <laughs>
0: but as a I I mean, to a certain extent, because as as a as a dating, there's some just some things I wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, um, but there's the conversations that we had so I understood like when we got to these points and when things happen, like how Ayla may react. And sometimes I do push those buttons because it's funny. No, just kidding. <laughs> but I had to have an understanding. So I think that's what really that I guess really helped us. So yeah, people ask us all the time, like, Oh, how's marriage? Is is this happening yet? It's, I'm like, no. Like, It's really the same for us. But that's because we took yeah. it ser- a little bit more seriously.
3: You guys have an advantage that a lot of young couples, or just couples, period, don't necessarily have to be young, Half, half. Mm-hmm. Because you started off with a relationship um, with Christ. And so, believe it or not, that does make a difference because having that relationship puts you ahead of the game. Because it's certain, even though you you're not perfect, and you guys are gonna have some times where you don't agree on things. But when I look back, like when when Daryl and I first got married, how let's say if we had a conflict about something or a disagreement, mm-hmm. I would totally handle situations differently than maybe what I did at 22 years old because I was 22 when we got married. So and 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 I like I said, I went to church, but I really didn't have. A relationship with Christ. I didn't. You know, I knew of him, but I didn't know him.
2: She finally admits. (laughs) (laughs) that
3: you guys came into your marriage with knowledge of Christ and, you know, together.
1: Marriage. Yeah. Yes. Dating. No. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Well, the Bible doesn't talk about dating.
1: Yeah. 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 But I think... since we did, we had a long dating relationship and it didn't start off with Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, Christ was in it.
2: Sugarcoat it, why don't you? Uh, (laughs) No, I
1: mean, okay, he wasn't. I feel like on Daryl's part, he was. (laughs) Maybe not mine. Um, Yeah, but uh, there was a big difference when our relationship did start to center around Christ.
2: See, I, I hear sometimes on different platforms people who are single justify living like they're married you know, in the name of God. And I, I hear that. What do you think about that? Um, like living together? I not say living together. It could be. That could be aspect, but in the aspect of of dating and their relationship and where they're talking where they're living Mm
0: -hmm.
2: talking christian but living outside the boundaries of the word Mm -hmm. you know um oh
1: okay
2: you know what i'm saying yeah when you run into that because if they're professing christ as a christian there's a conversation that needs to be
1: yeah and I think we got to that conversation, but um if you are a professing Christian, I think it's it's our responsibility as a as a christian professing Christian to look what the Bible asks of us anyways, and in that case, you are not supposed to participate in any of the anything premarital
2: um yeah, but that's old way today is you know you hear that you hear that that's old way fashion way of thinking and, well it
1: doesn't mm-hmm. change if I you're know, a Christian I right know.
2: it doesn't change but
1: and the, 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 the Bible talks
3: about the fruit that a person bear so you may say one thing but are you truly so then you have to
2: is, so I say check yourself
3: Yeah. so so <clears throat> you know, I mean, I could say I'm a I'm a grizzly bear. But, but And I mean, you are, baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, my. oh my god. Oh <laughs>
2: my
0: Stop it. Thank you for tuning into us, <laughs>
3: I, I think. I think too. You have to You have to um, I don't want to be too lenient, but you still have to op- give people opportunity to grow. You know, I, I just think sometimes...
0: Where is that point, though, with dating? Where is that point where it's like, okay, this person is not, like, willing to...
1: Walk with Christ. Yeah, yeah
0: like, where, where do you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I gotta leave?
3: I think you give a person a chance, but if you just see so many red flags that... If they're saying they're a Christian, but you see no <clears> fruit <throat> after a certain amount of time, I mean... You just got to pick and I think a lot of times we we take or underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. And I've I've heard people Definitely. say, "Yeah, something told me." Well, that something was the Holy Spirit. Listen, and if 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 that if you if you're hearing, okay, this is not right, or you're hearing a message, and you've given this person a chance, and things still aren't right, then you have to make a decision.
2: Now, I heard people say, God told me that this is the one and I can change him. You no, know.
1: You can't. But that's change the same
2: him. thing. That's the same thing, but you thinking that God told me that. I'm like, "Well, how did he tell you?" And he wouldn't tell you anything that's contrary to his word.
1: And we can't change a person. That was already contrary in your statement. You, like it, for that person to say mm-hmm. that that is already contrary to biblical
2: but how yeah, many people think that, you know, and because I hear it all the time, God told me, God told me that's and God told me. And this is, check every spirit
0: mm-hmm.
2: and see if it's from God. But if you don't do that, that leads you down a rabbit trail.
1: I think i want to touch on this again and will make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Excuse me. Face. Let me put on my seatbelt. <laughs> Us, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to rise up to 30,000 feet. Fasten your seatbelts. And
0: crash. (laughs) And explode. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to experience engine Mm -hmm. failure.
2: (laughs) The caution lights are on.
1: (laughs) Pre-marital encounters with each other. Um, They... I'd I like to reference this because I went through it, right? Like, I, I, I was not living the Christian life because I wasn't a Christian. Um, and, but when I, I chose to do that, and so I was cutting out those things, and I remember thinking it was so hard. So I feel like people that maybe are professing Christians are like, this is so hard to do. um. But as we were, as that was getting pruned off, like those types of sins, like something like that, that actually was the easiest at the end of the day. Um, because after stuff like that was being taken away, and, and uh, or I was not doing, I was being obedient in that in those ways, you start to notice things about yourself that are harder to stop, like, habits, character traits, Mm -hmm. things that you think, you think that that premarital stuff is hard to stop, but in your Christian journey, and I guess this could be an opinion, but it seemed to be the easiest. It was hard in that moment. But after that is when it really got hard for me. Cause I'm looking at, I have to reflect on myself and say, you're selfish. (laughs) Like who wants to really say to themselves, that was a selfish action that you just did and and Mm -hmm. you know or catching yourself in in uh exaggerations Mm -hmm. little exaggerations that was a lie Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: those are things that you've made habit over years and they are the hardest things to break in my opinion because there's so much a part of your habitual life like every day and that Thing ended up seeming very small once past that.
2: Well, you figure how many years did you have living without Christ, mm-hmm. without the Word, without being obedient? Mm-hmm. And just because you accept Christ, that doesn't flip a switch and your life change. Yeah. yeah. Um, D gave a, a great analogy in his message today when he, he talked about if you gave them a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, uh, you can tell that. I'll let you tell that because you don't remember it. I do. <laughs> I, I, I do remember it. But you have to realize it's a growing thing. When when Saul made his conversion to Paul, mm-hmm. he had to go through a period of time. And then people had to go through a period of time to trust him. Because yeah. they said, Is that not the man Saul who crucified and hunt down and imprisoned Christian? Yeah. You know, so it takes time. But don't think you have A lot of times people say, well, I'm still growing. You know, I'm not perfect. It's not to be
1: used as a crutch.
2: The
0: the difference between Saul and some of us, though, is that Saul was surrounding himself around the people that he wanted to be like. So Mm -hmm. if you read in Acts chapter 9, it says that, you know, once Ananias, um, you know, once he came in contact with Ananias and then Saul got his vision back, um, he started spending time with the disciples. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. So, yes, he was on his journey. And yes, he was, you know, he probably made mistakes still. But he surrounded himself around the people that he wanted to be like. And we have to do that in our, on our Christian walk too. Especially when we're in a single, we're singles and, you know, we're planning to get married. We have to understand um, that we need to seek God, <clears throat> seek God first. So, if both of you guys are seeking God. You're moving towards one point. And when you move towards one point, you are not going to go grow closer together so I think that's the in Acts chapter 9 I think that's what the, the what the crucial thing is is that he surrounded himself with the disciples or people that he wanted to be like and then immediately he went out and started spreading Jesus' um, word
2: I, I think one challenge that, that people make uh, or don't deal with is you're going to have to change your environment and change the people that you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with because being a married person spending a lot of time with single people,
1: you're going to be person. surrounded by temptation.
2: You're going to right. <clears throat> you you could be, and and therefore you have to make a, a sacrifice. That don't mean cut them off completely, mm-hmm. but you can't go like you went before. Mm-hmm. You can't be around them or, or stay out like you did before. Mm-hmm. You have to change that mindset.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's required when you get in a marriage and i feel like at least for us i feel like before we had a a, a decent understanding obviously not forward except for the verbal abuse oh, stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> people are
1: gonna actually think yeah. i do that mm-hmm. um but we had a decent understanding going in kind of how we should <clears throat> treat each other mm-hmm I feel like nowadays when you don't read or or try to study before you get married, you have no idea how. And so you start to get into a marriage and it is, you start to notice these things like, oh, it's treating me this way and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or she's treating me this way and I don't like that. Well, we came into the marriage already knowing that that isn't a way we should treat each other anyways. So
0: this is what I want to propose.
2: Um, you already did.
0: <laughs> wow. See? <The> Torny. <laughs> uh- <laughs> But, uh, okay, so I feel like Alum, you and I story is like an anom- see, anomaly. Anomaly. Stop it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <verbal abuse. laughs> <laughs> uh, an anomaly, okay? Uh, uh, uh onomatopoeia, right? What we had as an anomaly. <laughs> but I feel like in a lot of people's, especially our age, you either have one or the other. You have one person that may be trying and one person that's not, or two people who are not, and then one person gets into understanding God. How do two people who become one that's on two different wavelengths when it comes to building a relationship with God? How do they come together and 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 like what is that what is that? Because I know it's gonna be a lot of like issues being
2: unevenly yoked. Sure it is. That's why he said don't be unevenly yoked. Especially if, here's here's a challenge that most people uh, face is you have two people with different faith, Mm
3: -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm.
2: raised up different and and that has to be discussed prior to. Mm -hmm. And and some people, I know people that make it work, Mm -hmm. you know, they make that work, but still the foundation has to be in Christ Mm -hmm. because it's tough. It's tough being of the same faith.
3: It is. I was just going to say, j- just in general, um, coming together because you have two people. And one was raised this way, one was raised this way. Now you put them together in a house. So so you have that. And on top of the fact you throw in that you're unevenly yoked, I mean, that's, that's just a lot. <clears throat> but any in any relationship, as far as your spiritual growth, growing together as a couple, it just takes work, period. And you never get to the point where you're complacent and thinking we, we've we arrived because you haven't. Mm-hmm. You just, from this day forward, you're married. Yeah. And you have to put in work daily. Weekly, mm. yearly—it's just something you have to do because, first of all, you should want to do it anyway for your spouse, yeah, and for each other. And, and put
0: in the work for that, for that relationship—is what you're saying? Yeah. You know, even though, like you talk about the eat, even if you're, uh, yeah, okay, no, just period. Yeah. Yeah. Even,
3: even, even as Christians, as a Christian couple, mm. you still, like I said, don't get complacent. You still have to realize that you have to put in work. <clears throat> Even when you think you've arrived.
2: Mm -hmm. See, the question is, do you have a shield, a scripture Mm -hmm. for possible things that come your way? Mm -hmm. Whether if fear is coming up in your mind, what is your shield that you're going to block that? What if it's temptation? What shield or what scripture you go to, you know, when that comes up, when it comes up with being uh, financially deceitful? Is there a scripture that you hold, that you memorize, that keep you from going there? If you look at um, John chapter 13, when they were at the, sitting at the table, Jesus says somebody, one of y'all going to mm-hmm. betray me. And it says, Satan prompted Judas in chapter two, in verse 2. And then because he didn't deal with that thought, mm-hmm. In verse 27, it says Satan entered him because his job is to have division Mm -hmm. in the marriage for one. If you look at the way the country is now and back in our days coming up with our parents and and things were done and the focus was on the married couple. Today it's different. Mm -hmm. It's focused on separating the marriage and Mm -hmm. that's not from God. He ordained marriage. So our thought process and our mindset and our focus should be on that which brings us together and keep us together. And what's the glue in any relationship, in any marriage, is Christ. Yeah. So if you take that out, mm -hmm. what do you have?
0: Do you think it's fair for someone, two people with different faiths, like, say one person's a believer and one person doesn't. Um, And, you know, God calls us to be the light. Um, in Matthew chapter 5, 14-16 It says You are the light of the world A city Set on a hill cannot be hidden Nor do people light a lamp And put it under a basket But on a stand And gives light to all in the house In the same way Let your light shine before others So that they may see your good works And give glory to your Father Who is in heaven So how I interpret that In, in this situation Is that if one person is here Or another person is there Continue to be that light Continue to show <clears throat> God's love and mercy Right? And then it might bring their spouse? Like, is that is that a fair? Yeah. Now, are they, were
2: they already married or one became mm-hmm. a Christian? They both were not a follower of Christ and one became a follower of Christ.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. I don't well, think.
2: Corinthians chapter 7 talks about that. What does it say? It talks about a married couple. And then yeah. it says, if one spouse is not, mm-hmm. it yeah. said, if they're willing to live with them, stay because you could win them over.
0: Oh, I know you talk about. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: yeah, but if you could. If you're not married and uh, you have different faith or mm-hmm. one that not having faith at all, mm-hmm. you know there's going to be a challenge because different lifestyle, mindset, experiences, traditions, and all that. And then I've, I've, I've talked to people who have different backgrounds in faith. Mm-hmm. They wanted to raise the kids differently. And that became a problem. Mm-hmm.
3: But that, that's, not, that's where you have to because it can work. Just because you have a different philosophy doesn't does not mean that it absolutely can't. It can, mm-hmm. but it's just that both people have to be open to to come to coming together on that thing.
2: Trust me, because then the family will be in. They should be raised this way. They should do this. That's where the problem. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, because <clears throat> the the family should have no say in your household and how you conduct things in your home. Mm. They, they shouldn't
0: well mom I'm gonna go get a face tattoo <laughs> well,
2: you grown well. <laughs> right when
3: you're 75 years old and you have it on your face
2: oh, yeah yeah that <laughs> tattoo get the <to> sinker. <laughs> 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 your saggy
0: face tattoo mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, I have another question
1: while we're here um oh not a question this was like in reference to kind of what you were just saying um Big Daryl. They, sorry, I said Big Daryl. I do that. And, uh, okay. I didn't know Big Daryl Sr. is what people know you as. Okay. Um, but,
2: I how comfortable? Yeah. Was that a couch? <laughs> right.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. In response to what you were saying, um, the scripture in Corinthians about, you know, stay if they're willing to Stay so that you can be an example, or so that you may win yeah. them over. That you
2: can win them over. Yeah, you can <laughs> win them mm-hmm. over.
1: Um, I feel like that is asking a lot of patience of the other spouse, right? So, but I want to address that because I feel like there are many people going through that situation, mm-hmm. and they're probably very sick and and tired of being the one that is putting in that that effort or or being in that place and not seeing results um but i think when you think when you talk about a marriage commitment you didn't just make that commitment to that person Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of where you have to get the rest of your um drive to keep going from is knowing that you also made that commitment to god Mm-hmm. and it's your responsibility to carry that out um, as long as it's biblical um and yeah i just wanted to say that that you can get get your get your um hope and your security from god at, at that point
2: why why would a person get married where do they get married why would you get married um, to have an easy out? You know.
0: What do you mean?
2: I mean, if I'm assuming that the people are on different levels or different beliefs, you yeah. know,
1: in the conversation, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm t- and, and you saying a person is tired because it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christian walk is not easy. Yeah. It's not easy, you know, on any level. And so that's why it says uh, trans, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're constantly changing th- to think like Christ. It says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So it's, it's a battle because the old Daryl is still here. And that's why is you have to study because that, that comes up. The flesh is going to come up. Mm-hmm. You let somebody cut you off. <laughs> I started
0: laughing, and this is so childish, but when you said the old Daryl's still here, what popped in my head is like, and he still stinks. Like <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but that what? made me laugh. Like, he said, the old Daryl's still here, and then my head's like, and he
2: stinks. <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> stinking thinking yeah that. i don't know i don't know why that popped in my <laughs> but, head but <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me ask this because we we talked about that earlier luke six forty six when it says mm. why do you call me lord and do not do what i say
0: mm.
2: yes. you know because you you think about it you you call him lord and you say he's my life he's my foundation he's my cornerstone But yet you don't listen to them when it comes to being obedient, Mm -hmm. when it comes to marriage, and when it comes to living, you know, either single or married.
3: I think because we we like to, you know, I have to be honest, because sometimes, you you know, if I'm in a situation, do I always stop and say, okay, let me read the scripture first? No. But then... That's, again, where I'm I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit because it'll come back to me and reveal to me, okay, Karen, (laughs) you dropped the ball on this one. So, so, you know, for me, I just can't say that, you know, every single time something happens in my life or if I find myself in a situation that I always handle it properly immediately because I don't. There's times that I do, but there's times that it, it doesn't happen. But again, I'm thankful because <clears throat> later on, and it has happened every time since I've been a Christian, every time, God will reveal to me later how I should have either addressed, handled, whatever the case may be, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, I you know, I don't know what you guys have to say about that, but for me, I just I I don't always stop
2: none of us do and,
3: and,
2: yeah none of us do but then in in this, the verse in in Corinthians chapter 7 starting in, in verse 12 and Paul says to the rest I say this I the Lord I not I but the Lord if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him he must not divorce her and if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and sh- he is willing to live with her she must not divorce him for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife mm-hmm. and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband here it is otherwise your children would be unclean but as it is they are holy
1: you know that's, that, that's something that people think is taboo and I think that we should address that as well uh, family curses. Okay. Um. I feel like a lot of people don't believe in them. Mm. Generation. <laughs> um, it, and you
2: see it both ways in scripture. Mm-hmm. You you see it both ways, but if if you're a follower in Christ, are you cursed, regardless of your family? I did not grow up in a household with a Bible. Mm-hmm. Now I ain't say go to church, they ain't go to church either, but we didn't even have a Bible, but yet, cause uh, I talk about this. Some, why is it that I have a passion to study the word to get deeper in the word? And I did not have that example. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he <clears throat> sanctify, he calls according to his will. Mm-hmm. So that curse or whatever it is, I'm not bound by the curse when I accept Christ.
3: It it truly truly amazes me about Daryl, and I and I, I have to say, you no, know, it does because no, and this is a good thing because I know he didn't grow up like that, but he does every morning, read his word yeah. every day, and 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 hear me, someone who went to church every Sunday, <laughs> say, just got it all day long. <laughs> It's still my zeal is not the same yeah. it, but no he does and and, and, and and it's remarkable to me and, and, and to take someone who had um, Daryl's family is great but to take someone who didn't have a foundation in Christ and to give them that zeal to study because he does and he does mm-hmm. it constantly it amazes me it really does
2: it, and basically <laughs> I understand my responsibility and it's not for me, is for you guys. It's definitely for you guys because I understand Ezekiel thirty-three, the Watchman. Uh, read that chapter, and because if I don't live a life or warn you guys of a sword or what society may do to you, because everybody's being pushed to live a way and to accept certain things. Mm-hmm. That's heading you down the road, and if I don't tell you, if I don't be an example for it, your blood or your fault, your deeds will exactly. be on my head. Yeah, and that's why I take that very serious. Now, if I'm telling you something, and you don't like it, you don't talk to me tough. You don't talk to me. You don't. Like, but I am living to please God. Yeah, and He gives me the blessing. And at some point, I hope that you guys will see and say. Look, that's in scripture.
0: Yeah. Because you,
2: I, one day you're gonna have a family, and you have to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing I didn't really think about when you was talking about that generation, generational curses can come from two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I just and you was talking about like how you have, you know, you you're thirsty to read and stuff like that. I never thought of generational curses as a positive. You know, I think we all when I hear generational curses, all I think is like. The negative, mm-hmm. you know, something, you know, the, the not good or...
1: What do you... Wait. Positive. Wouldn't it be like generational blessings would be the positive?
0: Huh?
1: I'm confused about what you're I'm just saying, I 96.
0: didn't think of... I never thought of generational curses that way as like it could be a positive generational curse. You can call it blessings, whatever you want, uh, but from a positive... Aspect of like him having a a a thirst to read and study the Bible, Mm -hmm. like yeah.
2: Because you look at um some of the kings uh, when Solomon died, the kingdom of Israel was split, and not in I think it was the 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 south. None of those kings, the twenty-one kings they had, was righteous. But you had more so in the north, or it could be vice versa. I can't remember. But their families, you know, may have had somebody who was righteous, but the kids grew up and weren't. Yeah. You know, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, so anybody else have anything else?
2: I'm good.
1: Man, good stuff.
0: Um,.
2: <laughs> hot flash. You we talking about my wife, right, boy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she over <always laughs> sweating.
2: I am. Not sweating. I am. Hot <laughs> <flash>. <laughs> like
3: like Francis used to tell me when I teased him about things is like keep living, <laughs> mm-hmm. keep on living. <laughs> keep on living. <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, as it was weird as I actually found out guys can get hot, hot yeah. flashes. I, yeah, you know what?
3: I didn't think they could, but Daryl's cousin. I remember we were in Tuskegee. And he he was telling me that and I'm I'm looking at him like, man, man I have high flashes. but everything that I was going through he was describing. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So this episode I had a few takeaways. I believe.
1: There's a lot. It was an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go <laughs> ahead.
0: Just wanna kill my Boston shot. you again. Hey. Hey. Hey, there you go,
1: Boston, was, you're around
2: again.
0: I, was, I had everything ready, like I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna say this at this point." Boom,
3: okay, boom, I'm boom.
2: starting boom. to believe you, D. That's okay. hey, wow. <laughs> wow. she That's abusing also, you don't at home. To your <laughs> Thank yeah, you.
1: See, but I uh, need you on the podcast. Yes. I'm gonna come here more often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, I had a few takeaways. One, the major takeaway that I had was um, in whether you're in a relationship, you're single, you're married, you need to continue to work towards God. Um, and when you do that and you constantly try to go to God, you are got to find the things that um, is necessary to help in your relationship. So I think that's what really helped Ayla and I because when we d- committed, we didn't really focus. I didn't focus on Ayla. Ayla didn't focus on me. We focused on what we needed to do to please God. And part of that is, you know, talking about the roles of a husband, roles of a wife and that type of stuff. So when a was verbally abusing me, I knew... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew that I can't respond this way. And even when she was throwing stuff at me. Oh, I just, damn. <laughs> 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 oh it Comes out on the mic. No, i <laughs> <Yeah, you laughs> no, just playing. I wish you all could see it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all, seri- but all seriousness, um, when well, we decided to do that, uh, we, we started to grow uh, closer and we were having more fun. Um, um, so that's my main takeaway for today's live mic.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, whatever your situation is, whether you're single, married, um, sorry, (laughs) whether you're single or (laughs) (laughs) married. At least
2: we have fun on this podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Whether you're single or married, Uh, committing yourself to Christ in that relationship, that'll be a reflection into your other relationships. Mm -hmm. If you are. Um, obedient to what Christ asks of us and how he asks us to act Um, your respect for the father will go into your relationship with others respect for your husband respect for your significant other at that time or any of those things Um, you start to say this is how somebody should be treated because Christ asked me to not necessarily because you want to you could be mad but that person still doesn't deserve to be treated a certain way and you're really not supposed to. Um, so, yeah, work on your relationship with Christ and let it go into the rest of your life. Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> and The journey may not be easy, but the payoff is <clears throat> so worth it. So, put the work in and watch him work.
2: Let's see. Uh, I think... One of the takeaways that came out in our conversation is that people think and sometimes I do not so much now that because you're a Christian, your marriage in your life is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not And like who are you trying to be perfect for? Because uh, unless you're being perfect for Christ, Mm -hmm. you're going to be obedient to his word. But you're in perfect trying to be perfect to please other people.
1: It's not possible.
2: You're going to have problems. And so that's why, you know, I have to focus on who am I trying to please. Because I'm not going to please everybody. Mm -hmm. But if I'm focused on pleasing Christ, he said, I will be a servant of his. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote down some of the scriptures that we talked about. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, right? That yes. was the one about, um oh, the marriage. About being single married. Single in marriage. Yeah, yes, single in marriage. Corinthians. Another seven. one we talked about was uh, Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16, and that was being the light of the world. um Light of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, light of the world. I'm thinking of Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one we talked about was Ephesians, but I don't remember which Ephesians. one
2: that was. Ephesians.
0: Okay. What are you talking about? I can't remember what we were saying. I just wrote down Ephesians, I was tripping. Um and the last one Ezekiel thirty three.
2: Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one was Galatians
0: uh, <laughs> uh, Galatians one ten was what you just said. Um yeah. who are you trying to please. I think I might start doing those, like writing down the scriptures that we talked about and dropping them at the end of the podcast so people can go back to follow. up. It oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: but Thank you for tuning in to this live, Mike. Another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Uh, Make sure you head over to our website at www.nonegations.com to um, subscribe. Subscribe to our website. And when you do that, you actually will receive a discount code for our apparel. Um, Also, head down to Blended. Check out Blended. Um, um, uh, 30 plus vendors. Uh, and we're one of them, so make sure you check them out. Like um, and share. Like and share. That's right. I forgot about that. Like, comment, and share these podcasts. Um, we really appreciate the love and support. We're growing, and we see the numbers growing. But we Ghana. What about Ghana? Ghana, Africa. What? Yeah. We ranked 46. Oh snap! Yeah, we were ranked on another country, 46 in Ghana. Shout yes. out to Ghana. Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah. But, um, I think that's it. Until next time. Do Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs>